Are we ready to open next month? I think so. You think so? Well, it's complicated. Fire protection, first aid supplies, uniforms, safety training, match services. Oh, and restroom supplies. So uncomplicated. Call sent us. They'll handle all of it. Wow. One company can handle all that? That's not very complicated. So, we'll be ready? Oh, we'll be ready. Oh, I'm ready! Learn how CentOS can help you get ready for the workday. Visit CentOS.com. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to a super duper late night edition of the Locked On Wizards podcast. And it is also for the first time in the 2017-18 season, it's a losing edition of the podcast, or maybe I shouldn't say that right. The podcast didn't lose, the Wizards did. First time this year the Wizards fall, and they do it in just icky fashion, in overtime, to the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, Wizards lose 102-99. Ben Standing here going to take you guys through some thoughts of this one. A very ugly game throughout for both teams. The Wizards had this thing at 10 points multiple times. I tweeted pregame that the Wizards, though they were 3-0, and well, not discounting the 3-0, and but... They hadn't yet played a clean game. They, they blew leads late in those first two games at home. They never really could quite put Denver away until the, until the bump heard around the world. So I asked, was this the night that the, that the Wizards would play a complete game? And the answer, win or lose, was going to be no. But for worse for the Wizards, it ended in a loss. Uh, so much to talk to. I don't really like doing too much play-by-play. -play, but let's go through the, the, the end here. Because it was a lot to digest. Again, the Wizards had this thing as needed. I mean, they, they were up 10 in the third. They let that all slip away. No, I'm sorry. They were up 10 uh, in the fourth. And then the Lakers went on a 10-0 run to tie it at 85 with 326 left after the Wizards went scoreless for just about four minutes. The Wizards then go back up four. The Lakers come back. We go back and forth at 91-90 lead Bradley Beal split a pair of free throws with, with about uh, a little over 12 seconds for 15 seconds somewhere in that range and Brandon Ingram drives for the Lakers uh, misses the misses a shot but he's right at the rim gets a put back with seven tenths of a seconds left Beal misses a three at the buzzer we go to overtime um, the Wizards I mentioned Beal to split free throws the Wizards missed a ton of free throws Late, uh, you know, they've been doing fantastic from the line this year. The free throw game, though, uh, let them down overall 15 of 23 from the line. Uh, we get to overtime. Contavious Caldwell Pope hits a three, puts Lakers up one with 50 seconds left. Uh, fast forward a little bit here. John Wall with the Wizards down one. John Wall goes at, goes hard at the basket. He drives. He, he 
He attacked Julius Randle at the rim. Julius Randle, to me, appeared to foul him. Uh, refs didn't call it. They did originally call the ball out of bounds for the Wizards. But they went and reviewed it. And in the process of reviewing it, they determined that the ball was off of wall. And the, the, the so because of the no foul call, the Wizards don't get the ball. Lakers do. Lakers, and then the Wizards... It's sort of a play that almost epitomized what would, what seemed like a lack of energy from the Wizards' perspective to some degree tonight. The Lakers inbound the ball. You know they're wizard, Wizards are trying to foul, and they simply couldn't catch anybody to do it. The Lakers worked the ball all the way down the court. Julius Randle, though, sort of inexplicably goes in for the dunk with about four seconds when uh, when it would have been much better off just continuing to run out the clock. As it was, the Wizards had a shot to tie the game. John Wall, though, got off a really poor three-point attempt. He had Bradley Beal open. It appeared in the corner uh, for a three, and he, Wall seemed to acknowledge to Beal, my bad, after he, he put up a miss. Either way, Wizards fall, and of course, you know, let's not forget, LeVar Ball, whether you like him, whether you hate him, he's certainly interesting, and he made a comment a couple days ago that sparked a couple days' worth of a couple days worth of uh, discussion about John Wall and, and Lonzo Ball. And part of the comment was that the Lakers wouldn't lose another game at home. He was interviewed on the, on the uh, NBC uh, Sports, uh, NBC Washington TV broadcast entering the fourth quarter. And he kept back going down that line. The Wizards are, the Lakers are going to come back to win. We're all sort of like, sure, whatever, man. Well, guess what? LeVar knew what was up, apparently, because the Lakers get the win, preventing the Wizards from going 4-0 from the first time since 1978-79. Um, you know what? I got a bunch of notes here, and I'll go through some things, but let's just get to a couple of the key things here before uh, my, the coffee I drank an hour or so ago is wearing off. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get through this here. Uh, a couple things. First of all, I read a stat the other day about last season. It said that the Wizards, right, this is from NBA.com, the Wizards ranked 29th in total passes or average passes per game last season. Only team below them was Oklahoma City. And you think about those two teams, that kind of makes sense. Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook, completely one-man show last year, makes sense, right? He's dominating the ball. With the Wizards, you have John Wall, you view them, therefore, as a passing team, and yet they were 29th in passes per game. I bring that up not so much to think about last year, but to think about this game tonight. The Wizards' offense just had didn't have a lot of rhythm. Steve Buckhans on the broadcast continually made a point that it felt like the Wizards were waiting too long into the shot clock to make moves, and I don't think he was. I don't think he was wrong. Um, you know, all this talk about the John Wall Lonzo Ball matchup. You know, to me, especially in the first half, until the final minute of the first half when he had a couple baskets, you know, Wall just didn't seem to be playing with that usual fire that he has most nights. He seemed a little more passive, and the offense generally did as well. Beal, I thought, was very aggressive for for most of the game offensively. He had some just strong dribble drive moves, and he had one play sort of where he Worked himself into the high post, turned right, switched back, fade away, jumper, sort of Kobe Bryant-like, 
or maybe MJ, depending on how you want to view that. Um, and, you know, Marching Gortat was aggressive inside, just doing Marching Gortat things. But overall, the, the offense just never seemed to really have that spirit, that, you know, that sort of, you know, that, 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 that snap to it. And just too many times down the stretch, they, in particular, were just, you know, seemed to be settling for one-on-one situations. The Wizards only scored 13, point, 13 points in the fourth quarter after scoring 31 in the second, 31, I'm sorry, 30, 31 in the second, 30 in the third. Um, you know, free throws, I said, let them down. You know, on the other hand, you know, they, they turned, they, they turned the Lakers over a ton. Uh, you know what? I'm trying to look at the stats here. These stats are all wrong. So I'll try to see if I can get a better box score, um, in a moment. But yeah, the, the, anyway, the offensive flow was just not there. And look, let's remember, let's remind ourselves of a couple of things. Markeith Morris, still not back. Jason Smith did return, by the way, on the same night that Jan Mahimi left with a sprained ankle. Uh, Jason Smith ended up playing. He didn't play in the first half, ended up playing a little bit in the second half, I suspect largely because Mahimi was out. So Brooks needed to go somewhere. Also, Otto Porter fouled out late in the game. That didn't help them down the stretch. Without Porter, they went with Jody Meeks plus Wall and Beal, Oubre, and Gortat down the stretch. Um, you know, every, anything I'm saying about this game so far, you know, it's got to be noted. It is only the fourth game of the year. You take things with a grain of salt. But, you know, uh, the, the Wizards have been getting by with their, with their, with by getting to the free throw line, uh, so far this year. They've got, you know, 23 free throws. Is it nothing? They were averaging, I believe, 33 through, through the first three games, so it was a little bit worse. But they only shot six of 26 from three. Uh, 23% there. Wall, one of five. Beal, two of seven. Ubre, one of four. They shoot 41.1% from the field. That's with Bradley Beal, 11 of 23, and with Otto Porter, 6 of 11, and with Gortat, 4 of 8. Um, but Mike Scott, 2 of 10. Wall, 7 of 22 from the field. In the head-to-head matchup, I guess I should mention, John Wall, 18 points, 3 rebounds, 9 assists, 4 turnovers. Uh, he was, I, you know, I always say plus-minus, not a great stat. Don't take it as viable, but he played 40 minutes, minus 14 in the plus minus category on the other side, Lonzo ball, terrible shooting night for the, for the rookie two of 11, but you know, six points, eight rebounds, 10 assists. He was a plus 13 in the game. He in fact was the highest on the Lakers. I, again, this is sort of where that plus minus stat is a little bit bogus. I I don't, I didn't view it as Lonzo ball was really, uh, you know, the key for the Lakers, but he did have some nice passes. And, you know, the one thing I feared about from the wizards perspective was, Maybe a little bit too much focus on Lonzo Ball pregame. I'm not saying that that was, you know, that, that you know, starting with Gortat's comments, um, and maybe some of the things were a little too much buying into that. And of course, the, the media played a huge part in that. Certainly around here, at least, it's all anybody was talking about. I, I did a, uh, uh, and somebody interviewed me earlier before the game, and the first couple questions were about this. And you know, honestly, for me. I was like, look, uh, you know, let's just see John Wall 
be aggressive on both ends of the court. If he does that, without worrying about Lonzo Ball, he does that, that the Wizards are going to win this game without a problem. We didn't see most of that version of John Wall for most of the game, which, you know, again, I'm not saying it was, you know, he was a disaster by any stretch. I'm just saying the Wizards collectively just seem to be in a funk uh, and, and never got out of it for the most part. There were stretches here and there where things were going, but for the most part, it didn't. It didn't work. Uh, some other things to note here. Uh, by the way, I should mention, I forgot to mention this the other, earlier, uh, many thanks to Todd Divis for handling the um, the podcast after the Denver game. Did a great job, as to be expected. Um, so many thanks to him for that. Um, it's late, so I don't quite remember what he talked about there in this particular topic, but... Uh, after the first game of the year where Scott Brooks sort of stuck with the second unit together, he has now kept, at least in this game, he kept a starter on the court with them pretty much the whole time. And it worked well in the first half. Again, the caveat, the plus minus is not really a, a thing. The, all four Wizards players off the bench, Meeks, Frazier, Scott, Mahimi in the first half, were a plus eight, as was Otto Porter. And... Uh, you know, I, I think for the most part, it worked out. It worked out well. I just like the fact that Brooks seemed to go away. Or, you know, wasn't sticking with that all second team unit. I think that was. Uh, I think that was key, and it will be key. And he'll have more opportunities to have a starter out there with them once Markeith Morris comes back. Uh, let me just take a quick pause in the action here. I was told to. Mentioned to you guys is a new fantasy basketball game that the Locked On podcast world is taking part of. It is with the folks at Draft.com. I honestly had never heard of Draft.com until we started, uh, until we got on board with this with, uh, as part of the Locked On network. It's a pretty interesting scenario. Uh, if you love fantasy basketball, then you need to try this new app daily fantasy but it's not like the other guys you draft your teams with real live snake drafts with other people just like in the season long leagues here's the basic deal of how this is going to work it's a draft that lasts just for one night and there's no uh you know no there's no moves no trades any of that stuff um Drafts start every couple of minutes. You can join one right away. I am trying to start one for the Locked On Wizards uh, through the app. I, I'm getting a sort of a weird error message on my end, to be honest. Something about where I live. I, I, I have not looked at the list to see if Maryland is an issue, but I assume it's not. But in any event, hopefully there'll be a Locked On Wizards one if, if by the time you hear this. If not, you can go do it. You can draft start from anywhere as low as a dollar. So you want to come in and join me on draft.com today. Download the app anytime. Just search draft in your app store and join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on draft.com, whatever works. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use my promo code. How about that? I get a promo code here. That code is, oh, I believe it is, uh, L-O Wizards, as in L as in locked, O as in on, Wizards. So L-O Wizards, and you will get 
some stuff. You'll get a bonus in your account. Which allows you to play a free game when you make a deposit. So check it out. Uh, hopefully I will have a Locked On Wizards one up there. Again, it's a daily fantasy. So come back, play every day, hence the daily. But I will hopefully have one up Thursday. If not, check it out. If you do play, if you do download the app, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, at Ben Standig. Uh, give me your thoughts on this. It's new to me for sure. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm excited to see... Uh, I'm excited to see the technology, the thought that somebody else is doing this, and to be part of it with the Locked On uh, family is potentially interesting as well. Um, what else can I say here about this game? I mean, you know, it feels like the way things ended, talking about what happened, you know, in the first half beyond where I've already done, feels almost um, irrelevant. The the Wizards, you know, you could kind of tell on some level it was going to be one of those nights. They started slow, missed their first, I think, seven or eight shots. We're down 12 to four early. And then they came back, and, you know, it's just sort of been the pattern with them so far this year. They've gotten up. They've had the lead. But it never really felt like they were just dominating. I mean, look, the, the reality is that of the first four teams that they've played, 76ers, Pistons, Nuggets, and Lakers. The Wizards are clearly the better team in three of those cases. And the Denver one, looks like Denver's going through a bit of a slump early on here. But it's on the road. That kind of evens things out. I, I had Denver picked, I think I want to say fifth, uh, in the West. So, I mean, I'm not discounting them at all. So, even if you want to say that one was a push because it's in Denver... You know, the, the Wizards haven't played a team right yet that, that people are viewing as an NBA title contender or anything like that. And yet all these games keep coming down to the end. Uh, you know, they haven't shown that, uh, you know, that sort of closeout form that you see title teams have yet. Um, yeah, weird, just a weird game. Wasn't a pretty game. Lonzo Ball, John Walpart really never quite materialized. And, uh, You know, look, you can't win them all. You thought they were, would win this one, especially beyond what expectations coming into the game. You're up 10 in the fourth quarter against a team that's, you know, super young, still trying to figure it all out. And no, 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 no dice for the Wizards. LeVar Ball gets the last laugh. Uh, all right. So let's just end it there. The plan for the rest of the week, I, I, for those who are wondering, I didn't do a podcast Tuesday night for Wednesday morning, uh, in part because of just the way the schedule this week works out. Did the podcast today. We'll plan on doing one Thursday so you can have something Friday morning. And then, hey, the Wizards are playing again Friday night against a team I think you're going to want to talk about. That's the Golden State Warriors. So I figured, all right, I'll do a podcast after the Warriors game. But so I skipped last night um, in order to uh, to do that. Wizards, you know, funny, last year, the Wizards, they didn't get their fourth win until the 13th game of the year. I thought they were going to get their fourth win this year in the fourth game. Nah, not, not, not quite, not quite. Um, by the way, you know, we should say, you know, Jason Smith back, the Mahimi ankle thing, you know, let's see where, where things are at with, with that. Uh, not just because Mahimi missed a bunch of games last year and it sort of has this cloud of, of being an injury issue until proven otherwise. 
But, you know, just simply without Marquise Morris, you know, the, the Wizards need, uh, you know, they, they need as many bodies as they can get up front. So to lose Mahimi at all um, would be interesting. But that said, Golden State is not a team where I expected to see a ton of Mahimi out there. Um, you know, when, when Zaza Pachulia is, when you take Zaza Pachulia off the court, the, the Warriors are going to be a lot smaller. It'll be tough for Gortat to be out there a ton as well. But, um, you know, at some point, the Wizards almost have to just go with their best players, especially when, when guys are, are, are out or, or hurt. And um, that's kind of what they did tonight for the most part. Didn't quite work. We'll see what happens. And, you know, it's funny. I, I wouldn't consider this a trap game because of the, I mean, it's so early in the year and you have the LeVar hype. But, you know, Golden State is on deck. I do wonder on some level, were the Wizards thinking about that a little bit much? But then again, if I hadn't watched in the first, you know, three games where, you know, they they had good moments, but, that, but, but things came late, um, you know, things came, came out of the last minute, it's hard to say that they were looking ahead to Golden State when, um, when we saw, essentially, this go down the same way, um, but except for the winning part, uh, the, the, the first three games. All right, let's end it there. I really appreciate you guys hanging in there. Uh, back tomorrow thir- or Thursday for Friday morning with another Locked on Wizards podcast. Hope this one wasn't too rambling. I'm definitely uh, struggling with the eyes. It's keeping the eyes open. So let's get out of here. Uh, prop- oh, also props to our guy, our, our kid, uh, Paul Hahn, a.k.a. at Boy Genius LA on TV. He was interviewed by Chris Miller during the game. Good for him. Proud to, uh, uh, a strong member of the Lockdown Wizards family. Proud to say that he got to be on TV for a bit, and I'm sure he enjoyed it until he probably didn't. <laughs> uh, what, what are you going to do? All right, that's it. Ben Standing signing off. Appreciate it as always, guys. Remember, check out the website and the app for draft.com. Interesting site. Hopefully you guys like it. If you got feedback, let me know. Hopefully I will have a fantasy site up for the Lockdown family tomorrow we can play with. If not, go go check it out anyway. We'll, we'll get it done later. And you want to use the promo code LOWIZARDS. All right, signing off there. Ben Sandick here. And until next time, see ya. Everybody Deal. Gets open for three. Dagger! Long drive. Long shot. Dagger!